0: What's up and welcome to Wait Hold Up podcast with Jessica Molina and Yarel Ramos. Each week, tune in as we have unfiltered conversations about careers, relationships, wellness, feminism, and of course, we'll often be joined by guests you either know or should know who will share their humor, knowledge, and their very own Wait Hold Up moments with us. Here at Wait Hold Up, we want you to feel like you found your crew, your girls who you can do
1: life with listen it's a crazy world out there and we can all use some help in our efforts to live our best lives we don't have all the answers but we're down to figure it out together thanks for listening here's our latest episode of wait Wait. hold up
0: everybody what's, good? what's going on welcome back to wait holds up i'm jessica i'm yarel and today we're bringing you our own bum boom, boom, boom election special <laughs> did you like that introduction i, can't it. <laughs> did I you, loved it though did you like i that? loved it that's like our
1: it. that's our theme song I'm gonna, can we cut that and like just literally make it like a jingle i think it would be really awesome
0: election, election special, special. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Beautiful. I love it. Uh, yeah, so that, that's what's going down today. We're bringing you some election goodness with some fun, but some excitement and in a way that we can all understand because I think I know personally, um, and I'll keep it real, prior to this Trump fiasco, I was not voting in midterms. I know. Devastating. I know, <laughs> and it's, it's it, I think it's it's a
1: lot of us that we didn't really fully understand what was going on because I don't think I voted in you know the midterms I was able to vote when I turned 18 yeah. just because you're like oh okay sure whatever that they don't matter you don't understand the relevance. you don't understand mm-hmm. how, how, how democracy in this country works and how representation in all levels works and how important it is exactly. to vote for the midterms so we really wanted to do an episode with someone that can school us a little bit about what happens during the midterm elections what's happening with uh, the, the Latino vote uh, with the minority Minority vote all across the state and as well uh, how we see that in other in other states across the country yep. so dun, 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 can, do you want to do your election special
0: election special Yeah Ding, ding, doi. ding! Ding, ding, ding! Without further ado, who's on the show? Good. So
1: today on the show, we have Diana Colín. She is a former undocumented immigrant who currently sits as a program director for the Chirla Action Fund, an organization that speaks up for the inclusion of immigrant families throughout California. In 2016, the Chirla Immigrantes en Acción Electoral Campaign registered, check this out, 11,297 voters and contacted 127,355 voters and had an 82% voter turnout. What's up? This year, the NI is motivated to make sure marginalized communities turn out to vote
0: and have their voices heard all across California and the country. Ah, yes, someone who gets it that's what's up Diana thank you so much for joining us welcome thank you for
1: having me and thank you for all the amazing work that you do for our community and uh, to really get out the vote so we're gonna get into that because we are in uh, crisis right now in the United Amazing. States, Dun. and we are very close to uh, midterm elections, and we cannot address that enough yeah. on how important it is to get out and vote that day or before if, if you can. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to talk about that today on the podcast. We're going to talk about the elections. We're going to talk about the Latino vote. Uh, but we would love to start off with you and sharing a little bit of your story. Um, and you were telling us that this
2: is going to be the first
1: general, um, general election, election
2: you're voting. Yeah, so hi, everybody, and thank you for having me again. My name is Diana Colleen, and I'm the program director with the Churla Action Fund. Um, And I am an immigrant uh, Mexican woman. Um, My family and I came here when I was two years old from the beautiful uh, city um, in Mexico, Mexico City, and um, grew up being undocumented, uh, went to school, graduated from college being undocumented. Um, This was before, like, the undocumented and unafraid times, right? Like, everyone was undocumented and, like, super afraid, so mm. it, it was a time where like, your parents, like, no le gas a nadie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
2: so, But did you know, like, growing up that you were, like, did you understand that? Was no, pretty- I, I grew up not understanding, not knowing. I didn't know up until I was in high school. So the first person, my cousin uh, from my family graduated from high school. And we all went, like, you know, all 30 of us, like, typical, yeah. like, Mexican family. Um, we went to her high school graduation, and she, like, got top five. And so we were really excited. And then, like, summer passed by, and I was like, hey, like, when are you starting college? She's like, oh, no, like we don't, we're not here to go to college. She's like, we're undocumented. She's like we're here to work. And I was like, oh, okay. Like just like, kind of like blew me away. Um, and that was like right when I was starting high school. So I was like, well, I guess I don't have to try. Like just do the bare minimum, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like my, I guess my, ¿cómo my future holds is like either working at a dry cleaners or working at a restaurant because that's what my family did. Um. So, just did the bare minimum in high school to be able to play sports. Graduated with a 2.0 um, and it was a couple of weeks before my high school graduation where um, my mom called me. She was really excited. She's like, "Hey, I heard something in the radio." Uh, she's like, "Mete tan internet porque escuché que hay una ley." Right. Um. So she's like, "It's AB 540 I heard someone from like Chula go on and talk about it. She's so like, "Okay." So I went online. Um, and I looked it up. AB 540 is a law here in California that allows you, if you qualify, to pay in-state tuition. Um, so I was like, check, check, check. I qualified for everything. So I signed up to go to a community college because I didn't have grades to go anywhere else. And then um, I remember the first day that I went, my mom dropped me off, of course, because at the time again, there's no driver's license for undocumented people. Um, so she dropped me off and I was like a little five-year-old going to kindergarten, like with my backpack and all uh, I was so excited. And um, I really tried in school that semester. Like, I, you know, the Cheganas, like they say. Um, and then at the end of the semester, I got this letter. And it was like, congratulations, you've made Dean's honor roll. And then I remember I was so upset. And I was like, why didn't anybody tell me of the possibilities that were out there for me, regardless of my immigration status? Mm. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm the only undocumented person like taking advantage of this law right according to me <laughs> <laughs> i was like nobody knows about this i have to let you people to know let,
1: yeah you need to let everybody know
2: yes so i started telling my friends my family members and eventually i just ran out of the circle of people i knew to tell um so i was like where else can i find my people so i started doing like, little flashcards with like the requirements and then my phone number and i was like i'm gonna go to car washes so i'd go to car washes and be like hey like a alguien que es indocumentado? And again, this was before like the undocumented and unafraid times, so people would be like, "No, no, se, sé, pero por si se, they have información right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because they weren't out. They're not trying to be yeah. like out and proud about exactly. it, exactly. Right. But or, that's so or, powerful,
1: like on your behalf, like to be able to do that, you know, to go out of your way being undocumented and then doing mm-hmm. these things. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. And again, I thought I was the only undocumented person taking advantage of this right. law. Um, so then eventually, um, I, I got a call one day. I was invited to this retreat, um, put by the California Dream Network. Um, which is the college program of churla and it was at uc santa cruz they're like we leave tomorrow at three in the morning and i'm always been like super aventada right so i was like all right let's go not knowing anything or anyone so i went um it was just 200 like Um, college students, like, uh, you know, people of color. And it just, like, I was blown away that weekend. I realized, like, AB 540 was, like, such a small thing. Um, It wasn't about Dream Act. It wasn't about AB 540. It wasn't about uh, something to fix agricultural workers. But it was about immigration reform for everybody, for all of our families. Um, And that weekend, I was just, like, I made a promise to myself. And I was, like, I'm going to be in this until we get immigration reform. So that was in 2009. And I've been around ever since. And now I run the electoral program with churla and churla action fund that's amazing
1: That's so dope
0: that's so yeah. inspiring for real thank, thank you so. and there's tons of stories like that so oh my gosh but that's so beautiful because mm-hmm. i think it's like you were in this, I, I love the idea of you being like at a car wash and being yeah. like, do you know anybody? Do you, do you know, know anybody? anybody? Like, how can I help? And yeah. also the sense of like, I'm the only one because I'm, I'm sure. And even now, even though that you have this whole undocumented, and afraid, there are so many people who feel like they're the only ones or like no one can really connect with their stories. So it's so amazing that you were out there having that, like making that initiative to in- include others in that space. So it's like, we're not alone. We can be in this together and there are opportunities for us um that's so
1: ah, yeah that warms I know. My heart. and it's and it's also such a good point too that you say because I think it, it's happening it's happening now the where people are still afraid you know it's like it, we've seen it with a lot of the dreamers and a lot of uh you know millennials that are, are not afraid and that have have been very outspoken and i mean you see it even with the signs sometimes when you go to march and it's and it's like i'm doing this for my parents i'm doing this for people that are afraid and don't have and feel like they don't have a voice so that was that's also something that is super important right now that i mean being in news for me every day and following um you know what's going on in our communities on the daily it's like people are still afraid and and what do you do when someone comes up to you and it's like i can help you it's like you know here you go it, it's it's so empowering but at the same time just that feeling right of like oh yeah yeah. what if it's what if it's la migra you know or what if it's you know ice coming after me like it's it's such an interesting um topic and and so relevant with what we're seeing so yeah. um powerful that you even are still in it for immigration reform
0: for sure and i i'm curious because as someone who couldn't vote for so long how do you feel when people tell you that they can vote, but they're just not going to? You know, I... I talk
2: to them about our members, our members at Chirla and Chirla Action Fund. So we have domestic workers, we have jornaleros who like barely got a first or second grade education and they spent a whole day learning how to use tablets to be able to go out, knock on doors and talk to voters. Oh like if they can do it and if they're going above and beyond to make sure you have that information, then you have no excuse not to go out to vote. Like right. if you're not doing it for yourself and for everything that comes along with voting, then do it for them. Right. And, and what happens
1: with, uh, you know, with people that uh, because I think it's 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 a very, you know, democracy is just a very interesting and has so many dimensions. Right. Like for people that say and I, I hear this all the time, like, oh, well, it's because, you know, the midterm elections, they don't really matter. Like it's just, you know, the midterm elections, the ones mm-hmm. in four in two years are the ones that matter. You know, whether we, we elect Trump or whether we elect someone else. What do you what do you tell them?
2: i think every election matters and everything impacts your life every day we see it in our communities when we're talking to voters like the least the least of their worries is voting why because they're worried about paying rent they're worried about i quiero que mi hijo vaya al colegio but it's too expensive or they're living in lancaster and have to commute all the way to la or to the san fernando valley because it's more affordable to live in lancaster so all of those things that you consider like surviving are connected to your vote Mm. Right? Rent control is connected to your vote. Access to education and how much it costs to go to school is connected to your vote. Um, and those are the conversations we have to have with our people um to let them know like, yes, we get it, you're surviving, and we want to help you make that easier, you know, and this is how your vote is gonna impact X, Y, and Z.
0: Right. That there's an actual direct correlation that what's happening in Washington, DC isn't irrelevant to you and your daily struggle. And actually, if you want things to be easier the the way to to help that process is to get, be engaged in the electoral yeah. process. Yeah. Do you find that the conversation w- with Latinos is changing um or just I guess any any marginalized community because I don't want it to be Latino specific, you know, with with um with the African American community, with the with millennials, like is that conversation changing where people are st- are finally starting to be like okay, wake up, like yo, I like my voice and my vote matters. So, I think
2: you should know this. Like and I, I'm telling you this because I work with the candidate before. Candidates and political parties invest all of their money on getting high propensity voters to the polls. This means who's a high propensity voter? P- people that usually vote. Why older men um, and rich people, right? Mm. Does that represent me as a immigrant Latina millennial woman? No. Does it represent you? No. Um, so none of their money is invested in our people, right? So there's organizations like Trilla and Trilla Action Fund who have been receiving money lately um that say like okay we want you to invest in our people we want you to do the hard job and get our people out to the polls right and this is like i think the perfect way to describe it if there is a huge party and they tell you hey why didn't you go to the party you're like what party i didn't know about it when was it what are we celebrating you know where was it at what time nobody told me um so the elections is a big party and it our people are not getting invited. They're not getting the information. They don't know what the deadlines are. They don't know um, the rights. They don't know you. As long as you're in line by eight o'clock, you can go out. You can vote. Right. They don't know the different ways they can vote. Um, early voting or um, sending in your vote by mail. Um, they don't know voter registration deadlines. So if they, they don't know anything about candidates, because, again, How nobody is investing right. in them. Um, so if they don't know about the party, of course, they're not going to go out to right. vote. All right. So we take on the hard job as community organizations to be like we, everything the science says we need to do to get you to the polls. We're going to do it. But I feel also to the end of that, like every election period. And
1: because I've I've you know, I've covered the elections for a few years now and it's and it happens. I feel like every election period. Um, oh, at the end, Latinos did not. The, the Latino mm. vote will decide the president. The Latino vote will change Congress. And at the end. At the, when the numbers come in up, uh, no, it wasn't the Latinos who, who, who voted Trump. It was another, you know, uh, part of the population. What is it that like at the end of the day is not driving us besides, you know, um, just the state of where we're at and uh, our environments and, you know, money and all the sustainability? What is what about the young vote? What about the Latino millennial vote? What's what's
2: not taking them to the polls? I'm going to go back to investment, and I think we've gotten a long way. So in 1994, here in California, we passed a law, Proposition 187. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a proposition that people voted on. And for those of you that don't know what the law is, it said no social services to immigrants, right? Um, no access to parks, no access to um, emergency health care, no access to libraries. We lost big time in 1994, and that was not that long ago, right? And since then, people got activated, and they said, no, we can't let this happen to our Latino and immigrant community. One of those um, individuals that got activated is now running for U.S. Senate as a child of an immigrant, which is Kevin DeLeon. Mm. Right. So we're getting better. We're not where we need to be, but we're getting better. We slowly they got activated. Like, oh, we have to register voters. Oh, it's not enough to register them. We have to get them out to the polls. And I was like, oh, now we have a, a son of immigrant of a domestic worker running for U.S. Senate. Mm. Um, so we've come a long way, but there's still a lot to do. And I think it's the investment that our community doesn't get because nobody believes in us. And that happens to mm, us every day, right? Even right? with my story, like nobody believed in me. I didn't even believe in myself, yeah. right? And, and we all have those personal stories. It's the same with politics and same with election. From the program that Sherla and Chirla Action Fund ran in 2016. So I'll just give you, I'll tell you why this works. And when we talk to our people, they go out to vote. In the state of all the people registered to vote in 2016, 72% went out to vote with our program the people that we talk to many times we talk to them in their language maybe spanish maybe english or in their slang um we talk to na- people in our neighborhoods from all the people we talked to 82 percent went out to vote wow that's huge that's 10 points higher that means when you invite them they come yeah. right And we just need to keep inviting them in different ways. I think this is the perfect um, avenue um, to talk to the millennial voters that you're talking about. Right. To talk to
0: the Latino, the children of immigrants, um, the second, third, fourth generations. Can we talk a little bit about the logistical elements? I know that you mentioned that there's vote by mail. There's early vote. Uh, obviously, people need to go and they need to bring a form of identification. Can we? So you're
2: not, in California, you don't. Okay. You don't See? need a form of identification in California. And that's important because, again,
1: mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know these things. And sometimes it's like, oh, I don't have my ID, so I can't go. Right.
0: It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you don't need it. Or you get caught up in, because like for me, it's like I got caught up in the national conversation right. where for a lot of states you do. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Yeah, so I think one, um, get to know the laws in your state. There's still states that where you still could register to vote. California already had its deadline this Monday, but other states you, you're still eligible to register. Um, the other thing is know your county right in la county you don't need two postage stamps it's already prepaid so if you receive your vote by mail just send it in mm-hmm. and and it, up to when can you send in your vote Your vote. you by can mail. send it in up to election day but on election day yeah they make it even easier for you you don't have to mail it in you just have to take it to any polling location whether mm-hmm. it's the one right. by your work or your house or you know the babysitters whatever just drop it off and you're good to go do people have to wait in line to
0: drop it off or can they Bypass the lines. You bypass the line, just go to the front and be like, I'm dropping this. Okay, y'all. For every single person who's like, but I have a long ass work day and why do we have our elections on Tuesdays? That is literally the easiest thing you could do. You get your vote by mail, fill it out because there's a bunch of freaking propositions. So you have some time on your like Friday, Saturday night, because we know you don't need to party right now. (laughs) To (laughs) fill it out and to figure out what you want to do and just drop it off. I'm actually I didn't even know you could drop it off day of. I thought you had to like mail it in advance. And
2: even easier for you, we as Trill and Trill Action Fund put a voter guide together from all our propositions, all 12 propositions. Okay. Um, and we take a stance on all of them except one, which is the daylight savings time. So you can decide if you want that to stay or go. Oh, my God. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, we take stands on all of them. And these stands come from our members having conversations, mm. our staff, our board members. Um, so it's pretty can neat. It's on find our. find that? Uh, it's on our Facebook, the so Coalition for Humane Immigrant Rights, um, or churla.org, org. We'll make sure to, sh- to share
1: all these websites with all our listeners, too. Um so yeah. that they can have this information um you know mentioning you mentioned propositions and um I I love that too that she you know all these things that we we think we know right but it's but like you no, no, have no you know idea, idea. <laughs> and it's like even um it, that for me it's always like that thing of like I want to be part of it right like I want to go in there and like cast my vote take your theas, take your mom like I I remember was it what eight years ago for obama i went with my entire family i was like mom dad brothers my uncle whatever i don't i don't care what yeah. you write in there if, if you don't even understand something i just need you to be there like i need you to vote because and it was another another conversation that came up at that time and i remember this was my little brother and it was his first election voting and he's like why am i even gonna vote he's like like, we know we're a blue state. Like, we know Obama's going to win. Like, I remember him saying that. And I didn't even know, I didn't have a good comeback for him. I was like, uh, <laughs> just just fill this out. You know, yeah, just yeah, fill yeah. this out, Daniel. So that's, that's also to this idea, right? Of like, no, like... I mean, amongst all the millions of people that I live with that are around me, at the end of the day, they're going to, you know, they're going to outdo us. That's vote's going to win over ours. Like, no, the 2016 election was prime example of like numbers do matter, you know, like how how
2: tight that race was. Yeah. And they definitely matter in the presidential and federal level. But even think about the local ones. Right. right? Um, I live in the city of Whittier. And in April, we could have had the first Latina in city council. She lost by 54 votes. Oh, my God. So now we just have a council full of men and three of them are white does not mm. represent us, does not mm. represent In our Whittier. community. In Whittier, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yo, <laughs>
0: and that's, that's the thing. It's like, if you're ever like, but my vote doesn't matter, like these would be the elections yeah. to actually like feel like your presence is felt. And so we've talked to, you said that Chila has that awesome um, resource for the propositions. And I'm really curious, what races are happening in California that we should be watching, really keeping an eye, other than obviously all of them, but like that seem like really tight and, and close
2: yeah so churla action fund uh we're we're focusing on three races but let me go back a little bit and tell you why this is important everyone like your brother says oh california is blue right so no one really pays attention to california but this time all eyes are in california because in order in order for the democrats to take over the house they need to flip 24 seats mm. across the country 23 of those seats are considered vulnerable seats what does this mean it means that the members of Congress, the representatives, are Republican, but that the voters voted for Hillary instead of Donald Trump. Mm. So that means they don't they don't agree with Donald Trump, right? right. In California, we have seven of those twenty three seats. Wow, Ooh. which is a huge deal. All the way from the Central Valley to San Diego, passed through Orange County. Wow, that's like one third of the twenty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and one of them is actually in Alameda County. There's one Republican left in L.A. County, which is like the Palmdale, Lancaster, Santa Clarita, Six Flags area. So if you live by there, you could like, get up, go, vote. Like, What district is this? This is District 25, and so... The representative there, he's a Republican, Steve Knight, um, who has never been in support of us as as Latinos, as immigrants, as women, as students. Um, he's going up against the woman that the Trail Action Fund has endorsed. Her name is Katie Hill. Um, Katie Hill, I think she's like 30, 31. She's yeah. super young. Um, she has the energy, you know, and she has she's accessible to the community when Steve Knight has not been. Um, so we're working hard there. We're talking. We've talked to over 12,000 voters at the doors, um, letting them know why they should vote for her and not him um and then we'll talk to them again the weekend before election to let them know where they have to vote and then on election day we're dragging them to the polls right like you got an hour you got two hours we're gonna keep coming back until we check off that you voted
0: yeah and i think that lyft and uber are offering free free rides rides. on the election day it's to drive you to the polls so another non-excuse no no excuse excuse. Yeah. yeah that's so that's awesome uh, you said that there were there were a few other ones are there any other ones there is
2: so we are also engaged in um district 39 which is in orange county is like la, la Habra, la mirada buena park fullerton placentia area mm-hmm. um that one's tricky right because yeah. the two people that are running uh, we're supporting Gilsi's nettles a democrat he's running against an immigrant um woman an asian immigrant woman um And even though she checks off every box, right, that we want in representation as a woman, as an immigrant, as an Asian, um, she's actually been in office before in California and she's always voted against our community. Um, So she has a record of voting against um, against us, as again, as Latinas, as women, as um, students, and so we're saying no. Like even though, like we have to be really careful of who we're voting for, and we're supporting Gil Cisneros, and we feel like that district needs a champion. Um, that district is hugely Asian population, hugely Latino population, um, right? So um, they need an immigrant champion. Are any of these incumbents, or they're both? Uh, Steve Knight in CD twenty five, La Palma de Lancaster, is an incumbent, which means she's running for re election yeah. um, in thirty 39- nine orange county they're not running for re-election the person that was there was ed royce and he's been there for like more than 22 years so he's finally saying he's not running again
1: okay what about the district also in southern california where hunter is at so hunter
2: yeah hunter's running um he's full name for (laughs) those duncan 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 hunter Hunter. yeah duncan Mm -hmm. hunter um is running against amar amar yeah um you know, Duncan Hunter's, there's so many things against him. Duncan Hunter's actually not one of these seven districts that we talk about. Um, but all of, like in the last couple of weeks, this this race became winnable. Right. Uh, first, he it wasn't
1: before like yeah. it wasn't.
2: So he's not one of the ones that people voted for him and Hillary. Like right. people voted for him and they and voted, voted for, for Trump. Trump. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think you know he's indicted. He's about to go to jail or something for all the so things why he So his wife.
0: So what district is it? And who? What's Amar's full name? Um. So he's in District 50, which is uh, like the San
2: Diego Temecula. A, a little bit of San Diego. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, San Diego area. Gotcha. Um. Because I think if we talk, bit but he's in District 50. Because if we talk mm-hmm. about like District. Numbers who were like that means
0: nothing to me. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I don't even know what district we are in. <laughs> um, <laughs> so
2: sad. So it's good to say like the cities, right? Yeah. Um Amar Kampanajar. Yeah. So he's um he's actually um he's Latino and he's
0: Palestinian? Yeah. Yeah,
2: Latino-Palestinian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're not as engaged in that race because it's all the way um, down south. Uh, but again, that's a race that's winnable. Right. Um, that's a r- race where like the voters there
0: have to take action to get this guy that's about to go to jail. Uh, yeah, like his what, wife. How does that, that, that work? Yeah, like he, so basically, for those of you who don't know, Duncan Hunter has been indicted for embezzling $250,000 $250, from campaign money. Meaning he spent that campaign money to go on vacations, to live a lavish life that was... Yeah. That, and that's illegal. And we're just like... He, this, so the way they fundraise, like, hey,
2: like I want to win re-election. Can you donate $500, $1,000? So he they'd get tons of money to donate. So out of all that money, for people that believed in him, he's like, oh, I'm going to go play golf, and I'm going to put it on as a cam- I'm gonna go campaign. I'm going to go to Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, wow. so, and it's crazy because I was just telling Yael actually before this is I was watching like a Vice News special, um, and they were talking up they were talking to voters down there and people were just like oh but he's indicted I don't know I'm a, I've been I'm former law enforcement so innocent until proven guilty and it's just. Cuando les conviene. Yeah, exactly. The moment it's convenient for yeah. you because I don't know how many indictments or um, federal laws need to be broken uh, in like the Republican Party before people are like, they're crooks. Yeah. And this is something that's criminal. supported and it's institutionalized. But the moment that a 50-something-year-old white man is starting to have be sick go in a hot seat, that's what will then send Trump to be like, I'm worried for boys in this country, but you haven't been worried when Latinos and black men have been getting shot in the street. Right. Sorry, a little bit of a tangent, but like, yeah. it really is yeah, like, yeah. when it's convenient for you, it's all of a sudden Absolutely. now, innocent until proven guilty. Right, yeah, and this
2: it, this conversation reminds me of a meme that's like all over social media, where it's like the white guy that planted like all these uh, weed things, right, in his house, and he's like, oh, Harvard law student, whatever, plants weed and makes a million dollars, and someone comments like, oh, that's funny, my because they went to jail for doing that yeah. yes um And it's, it's like the white male privilege right mm-hmm. and again going back to voting the, they don't want you to vote yeah so they don't want you to vote for a reason right because they want to continue their privileges their privilege as white males right but no like as a latina woman like i i feel like i need rights too right yeah. like me too don't Innocent is into proving guilty, but that's not the case right now. We see it every day with our cousins, with our brothers, with our sisters, with our tios, right? Any little thing is like a la cárcel, right? Or in some places, a little thing means deportation. Mm. When someone else is getting praised for the same thing. Right, right. I wanted to ask, too, about some of the
1: propositions in California. Like, which ones are the ones that, um, you know, some of them are tricky even to understand. Like, the ones that are confusing um, people. Uh, One in particular is Proposition 10 on rent control
2: yes so uh we as an organization are actually talking to voters on proposition 10 we're saying yes on 10 um and it's funny the campaign slogan for this campaign is "is because the rent is too damn high right like everybody knows that there is no rent control it's very limited um people are still living um in with two or three uh families in one place because it's 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 too difficult to afford um living in your own place um what the
0: opposition is saying is that it'll harm um landlords that you know um reduce building and growth in this in the state or in the uh, county Mm -hmm. um and i think that that's a lie but beyond that
2: it's like our people our latino our immigrant our millennial voters um they need rent control to have like a dignified way of living right uh dignified housing uh which we don't and so uh we're saying yes on 10 uh, and i know this is particularly the spanish commercials are just so so tricky um but who's paying for these commercials on no on 10 is like the the real estate agencies the realtors all of that right um, porque no les conviene. um and it's like we get the messaging of why it's not going to be benefit the rich but it's going to benefit the working class like us so that's what we're saying yes on 10
1: and I know, yeah, because there's, I mean, like you say, there's a lot of propositions and uh, we urge you all, especially if you're in California, I mean, anywhere, wherever you're living to really be informed, uh, you know, use the internet, use social media to learn about what's going on in your community, to learn about who you rep- who you want to represent you in Washington. Um, you know, we've seen it all across the country, yeah. how much it's, how much a lot of these candidates that are running for Senate, that are running uh, for governor in like governor's race in another states um, are really creating a buzz. I, I, I it, this this brought me to, to something that I've always think about. Diana, and it's the idea that, um, you know, we always say, yeah, the Latino vote, we the Latinos are going to be voting so and so into office. But what about political power? Like we have the numbers in terms of the population. But when it comes to people in office, are we I feel like we're we're not, we don't have enough representatives in all levels of, 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 of politics to really fight for, at the end of the day,
2: for our communities. Yeah, exactly, as of like two years ago, Latinos are officially the majority in California, right? But the electoral numbers, the voting numbers don't show that, it's still the white voter that's voting at a higher rate. Um, and now, what the Republican Party has done, it's actually getting Latinos to run in city council uh, lower offices, right? Like that's their strategy, and like, get them up up to higher office. Um, so um, it's funny when you see a name, especially in local office, you I don't know, like um, Maria Guzman, right? I'm like, oh, she's a woman, sounds Latina. I'm gonna vote her in. Because um, usually city council offices don't say w- what party they're they're from, so it gets okay. a little bit tricky. Again, um, like like you all said, like use your resources, right? Like if you're too lazy to do the work, call us. We've done the work for you. Right. Um, we can let you know about different offices, about the judges, about the sheriff's race. Um, a lot of people don't know that we actually get to elect the sheriff, right? You know, the person in charge of like highway patrol and the retenes and all of that. You get to elect the leader of that. Um, so we, we already did the homework for you. Give us a call or email us um, to find out.
0: That's amazing. And yeah. finally, I'm, I'm really curious. I know that what happens year after year is there's a push for the Latino vote. And then what comes around the following year is the Latinos are like, but why aren't you advocating on behalf of us? What happened to us? You used us to get into office and now you're not pushing for our needs. How do you guys continue to Put pressure hold on um, and and hold people accountable yeah. so that it's not like every two years we're being used and then forgotten about. Right?
2: Yeah. So last year, um, there was it wasn't an election year, two thousand seventeen, um, but. Through our organization, we actually activated close to twenty thousand voters to um, take action with their representative. And either at a city, state, or, or federal level, we said like, "Hey, your representative doesn't support Dream Act. Can we pass you through his office so you can support Dream Act? Because you're a voter, right? And he cares about what you have to say." Um, so again, we're getting better at that. Yeah. Um, we still have a lot way a long way to go. So if you're not getting our calls to be like, "Hey, call your representative and tell him why you support this or why you don't," um, don't wait for a call. Do it yourself. You know there. Like, you are their boss. They need mm. to listen to you. You vote the, the men and you can vote them out. Toma. That is,
0: that is it. That's, that's like a slogan. <laughs> I like <love> that. <laughs> because that's the power. Right. Thank right. you so much, Diana. Yeah, thank you so much thank for you. all you're doing and for stopping by. Thank yes. you for having me. And if we wanted to connect with you or if you've mentioned people can call, people can email, could they email you directly? Is there a, a line that they should hit up? So your social media,
2: maybe? Yes. Um, so I'm Diana Colleen, um, acento in the E. Mm -hmm. um on social media um on twitter i'm diana Colleen med uh and we have our facebook coalition for humane immigrant rights uh, our office number again where that wherever you are in the country you can call us and we'll connect you some to something
0: um it's 213-353-1333 there you go simple easy peasy well thank you so much again and um we just appreciate all the work that you do thank you Okay, so at this point, I feel more informed, which is what exactly what I wanted and was hoping to get out of this. And I definitely feel like now if people come up to me and are like, but what's the point? Why vote? Now I'm like empowered to give them some information. And also, dude, that information about like if you fill out your ballot beforehand and then just bring it in like the day of, like that's a game changer. Yeah. For people that,
1: you know, have to work, have long hours, have to pick up their kids, fill it out. And then drop it off, take your kids with you so that they yeah. could also see, start them, start them off when they're young and like for them to understand, because I don't think growing up, my parents really, uh, exposed me to that that much. It was, yeah. it was much more like, aha uh-huh, sure. You know, you'll get to that when you're older. And it wasn't, it was in me that I'm like, no, wait a minute. Yeah. What is this? How does this work? I want to vote. I want to vote. Yeah. And starting them young and not just young in terms of children, but also like our parents i you know my parents were, Im- our Im- were our immigrants they came here from mexico so they didn't the first election they voted mm-hmm. was like re- uh, what was it like the clinton um election mm-hmm. and it was because literally i had to drag them like you yo you guys can vote hello um so wait we, hillary clinton no the uh, bill uh, bill, clinton. Bill, yeah bill clinton uh, my dad was a huge fan about Clinton back in the day. <laughs> so it was literally to me I couldn't even vote. Yeah, so, but taking them and like helping them understand, all right, this is what you do. Yeah. This is what oh, wait, this is what this says here. Um so yeah, and making sure that you include people that may not go if they don't if you don't yeah. if you don't help them, you know. And
0: I love what she said about like if you're not voting for you, think about who else you're voting for. Right. And that's the other thing is that I think that we have like a collective responsibility to our like community and not necessarily just like Latino community, but like we on this earth, we are in a community and I think that it's very easy to stay into our, get into our own bubbles and think about our own interests. And no, I'm personally not an immigrant. Does that mean that I can't be concerned by the needs of that community? And Think and act in a way that I know is going to protect and help them absolutely right. not like I, that's exactly what I should be doing right. and using my privilege and exercising my voice to make sure that I'm assisting and and, and making sure that I'm doing something for those who can't so I think that that's definitely like should be a motivating factor like she said there's plenty of resources if you're confused about what's on your ballot I know if you're not based in California there are other states um, and organizations out yeah, there who rock the vote, are putting and NPR is a group Oh, great, yeah. great resource sure. that does like local looks at different elections. So, you know, I would also say be that friend who checks in and is yes. like, yo, are you voting? Yo, are you voting? If you're in any of these highly contested areas, whether it's California, Arizona, Nevada, Texas, Florida, Georgia, Florida, yeah. wherever, like. Trust me, there is so much happening across the country and I would not rule myself out if I were you. And we've talked about this, you know, how else can we be involved, right? We're talking about this
1: on the podcast. What else can we do to help um, others join phone banks? Mm. You know, find these organizations, call call up and ask them, hey, I have three hours to spare on a Saturday. How can I help? Uh, I'll go knocking on doors. I'll make phone calls. Uh, even if it means like you have a big car on, on November 6th, Tell everybody, meet me yeah. at mom's house because we're. I'm gonna pick up everybody and we're gonna roll through to vote. You know what I mean? Whatever exactly. you could do, like I seriously think I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna tell all my aunts, all my uncles, come through to like my mom's house. I'm gonna rent a big old van and I'm just gonna take care of to the poll. Like if that's the least that I could do because I have a busy schedule, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, then at least I know it's like my civic duty and adding on to my community and those people that cannot vote. Here's my token of my privilege and to help
0: out those that, you know, need it the most. For sure. And if you guys have any questions about something that wasn't discussed today, feel free to DM us. If we don't have the answers, we will either do the research for you or direct you to into the right direction so that you can get that information. Um, we, appreciate y'all and we know that y'all are a woke feeling bunch yes so we might be speaking to the choir you might be like of course i'm registered You're like, Jess, of how course did you th- i'm yeah, going how did you not know that girl i you know. know i know sorry Listen, no judgment-free zone yeah. judgment-free zone <laughs> um on that note we hope you liked our election special Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and if you would like more singing by popular request, you can DM us and say what's up. <laughs> um, we love you all so so much. Let's vote for a more progressive future because Lord knows it's up to us. It's mm. troubling times, crazy times right now. So let's yeah, for sure. Let's
1: make sure we're involved and let's make sure we go out there and we make our voices heard. Um yes, and thank you so much for everyone that's been posting on our social. We love to hear from you guys when we post things about uh different situations or, you know, uh and then we ask like, you know, what is your feeling about this? We love hearing from you guys mm-hmm. whether it's direct message or post on our Instagram or Facebook. Thank you so so much. It's like we're like a big family of uh lovebirds that just want to hug <laughs> each other. Group
0: hug. <laughs> for real. Uh-huh. On that note, until next time, you know, you you can always catch us on our social at Weight Holds Up Pod and please leave us a review on iTunes. Mad love y'all. Bye.